Hello and welcome to episode number 377 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is October 7th, 2nd, 2023. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is my co-host, Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 377. And uh, happy uh, uh, Major League Wildcard uh, Eve, Slappy. Thank you. I was going to say, like, what is it? NLWS? No. Yeah, I get what, what's the abbreviation? Because I, I wanted to say, like, happy NLDS Eve, but it's just wildcard series. What's the abbreviation? I don't know. Is it what NL, do. NLWS? Probably. Or NLWC? Probably. I don't know. I, I like it better when they just had East West in the World Series. Yeah. Then the Phillies would have turned it on earlier. Yeah, they would have won it. They see that's the thing. When you have the wild card, the Phillies can start their season later. Right. Without the wild card, they would have started back in in April, and they would have blew away the Braves. Instead, they waited till June to start playing. I, I, did you see the? This is a while ago, but like back in April and May, I think even into June, like the there's a joke among Phillies fans on Twitter. It's just like that. That's okay. These games don't count. Yeah. <laughs> And it and it rang true. Uh, I think it was kind of the same thing happened last year. They kind of, I think they got Philly snuck in last year. Yeah, because yeah, they succeed. But the reason they snuck in is because they knew they could. Otherwise, they would have been winning earlier. I mean, that's right. what we said exactly. So if they didn't know, they like. And I think last year was the first year they changed the rule. They used to have that one game play in. Yep. Which is dumb. Um, yep. And so had they had the one game play in last year, the Phillies would have probably started their season a little bit earlier so they could avoid that one game play in. Um, but they did what they had to do to get in and then go to the World Series and let the Astros win one. So Yep. Um, and this year they did not really feel a need. I, I think they didn't I, – I don't think the Phillies like getting that bye or the, those extra days off. No, they want to play baseball. Yeah, you get in a groove and you want to keep playing. So I think that was strategic for them to get that first wild card spot. Yeah, absolutely. Get get some home home cooking. Yep, yep. A three-game season. Who did they play? The Fish? Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be a quick – make quick work of them. Um, unless they don't want to. Maybe they want to. Maybe they're ready to play golf this this fall. I don't know. That could be the case. And if they are, they'll lose. But if they want to win a World Series, they'll win it. Yep. Yeah, they'll play play for as long as they feel like they want to, and and yeah, it's it's, it's up to them really. That's what that's exactly. They're going as far as they decide to. Yeah. Um, I mean, do they really want to embarrass the Braves again in the uh, the NLDS? They might. They know. might decide. They, they might decide that they don't want to embarrass them again. They could. Yeah. Because I, I did feel um, somewhat bad for the Braves. They thought yeah, they had a pretty good team. And uh, I think Spencer Strider got just he got lit up. launched off him. Yeah. And uh, smash his bat against the ground after. Yeah, they really uh, lit him up that game. And, you know, it wasn't really a close series. Like, I was kind of surprised the Phillies didn't let it go, make it a little more exciting. Yeah, I got another. I mean, they're players of the people and and of the world, and give the fans know, they, something to watch. But they did. Yeah, give them another game. Let let some people get a little bit more work in there and earn earn their living and everything. But you know. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it was their decision. So, whatever. Yep. Um, I I want to switching sports. I want to extend a congratulations to the. Um, formerly the team formerly known as the Washington Redskins, now the mm-hmm. Washington Commanders, yeah. for joining the very, uh, very distinguished and honorable and proud club of we lost to the Eagles, but we played our best game and we're really proud of ourselves club. And you know what? They they lasted longer than most teams do against the Eagles because yeah, they, they did go to and uh, g- gave the 
gave the people um, a little extra football to watch. Yep. Yeah, we just wanted to see. I uh, it's been a while, I think, since Jake Elliott has had a uh, walk off. Yeah, walk off uh, kick. You know, he had that. Uh, it was like a sixty-two yarder at the end Dude, of halftime. That time was a giant. At, at the beginning, no, that was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, yeah, sure. I think it was a giant, um, right? No, no. Um, Who's the second game they played? Oh, he. The Vikings, probably. But at at the end of the first half, he kicked like a sixty-two yard field goal. That's right. Oh, let's have some drama at the end of the game. Um. Yeah, and you know what? He drilled it dead center. Um. No problem. Uh. I did think it was. See, I guess you'd have to be in the locker room to know for sure. I was going to say it was nice of the Eagles to let the Redskins score on that last play. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hurts me to even say that, being a former defender myself. Uh, that may, maybe the Redskins did earn one. I don't know. Uh, either way, the only reason they scored is because they knew that they were going to win in, in overtime. Right. Yeah, I Otherwise, mean, I, it wouldn't have got that far. I do have to say, uh, was it Sam Howell, their quarterback? Played well. Yeah. Yeah, he had a game. And then uh, the running back, Robinson? Um, He's a, yeah, who's the running back? I think it's Robinson, right? I always watch. I, I don't. I turn the volume down when I watch oh, okay. my sports. So I, if the name pops up on the screen, I read it. Um, otherwise... But he was uh, the big big back and just tough to bring down. Tough runner. But I remember Sam Howe from UNC and, uh, you know, pretty good college career. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's been turmoil in uh, in Washington for the quarterback situation for a while. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if this guy is the, uh, is the answer. The next but, Mark Rippon. Yeah. Um, was it Werfel? Was another guy they had? Did Danny he play for? Did he play for the? Uh, he probably the played when Spurrier was there. He Spurrier hired everyone who used to play at Florida. So they had uh, Tim Rattay, maybe. Oh yeah, Shane. What was his name? Shane. Uh, they had every quarterback from Florida uh, on their roster, and I can't remember any of their names. I don't remember. But, uh, but yeah, I'm sure, uh, what's his name? Danny Warfel was there. He's the one that, uh, got a concussion from headbutting the, uh, goalpost after scoring a touchdown or something, right? Was that and Danny Warfel? I think so. I thought he was more intelligent than that. Well, I was excited. Yeah. Let me see. Danny. Danny Warfel. 96 maybe Heisman. Did he win a Heisman? I think he did. Uh, I don't know. He's apparently had a lot of concussions, so. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, so this doesn't he did win the Heisman Trophy, and I was right, 1996. Was it War? Oh, now I'm. I don't think it was Danny Warfel. I think it was um, quarterback head, but wall. It was a wall. Jeff George or something. Oh, it was Gus Farratt. Gus Farratt. That's the one. Gus Farad. Yeah, when Spur, he did. Shane Matthews, that's who I was thinking. I was going to say Shane Matthews, but I didn't think he played. I thought he was just Chicago. I didn't think he played. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Uh, Florida Gators alumnus Shane Matthews. Yeah. He was on Spurrier's Redskins. I don't even remember that. Do we want to uh, 
Because when was the last time? I'm trying to think. Uh, who was like growing up? Who was the Redskins quarterback? Who was the last time they had like a quarterback? I don't it know that they like, ever did. That's why I said Mark Rippon. He won the Super Bowl in like 91. 90? We're going to do it. When? 90? 90, no, 90 was the Giants. 91, I think. Yeah, 91 or 92. Yeah. Sometime in the early 90s. Washington. Red. Skin. They had, uh, what's his name from, from Notre Dame? Joe Theismann. They did. He might have been the last. Uh, so I did this because a, a, a co-worker of mine is a Jets fan, and we went through the Jets starting quarterbacks through the history. And, yeah, it was it was rough. Um, so even their good quarterbacks aren't good. Yeah. Joe Namath, overrated. Sonny Jergison. Yeah. yeah, he was a quarterback. Wait, Joe Namath, he wasn't. For the Jets, J-E-T-S. Oh, oh, we're talking about the Jets. Oh, sorry. Well, you Uh, were. Yeah. He doesn't even remember. He's young. We just hired him, but he doesn't even remember Chad Pennington. I had a catch with Chad Pennington once. Nice. Yeah, he was, uh, he came to local area for a camp. And some other Jets players will not be named so we don't dox ourselves yeah um okay so mark rippon was there until 93 94 you'd heath Heath shuler john freeze and gus ferrat then gus ferrat took over for the next three years and then you had trent green trent green who yeah he was supposed to start in st louis Got hurt, which paved the way for Kurt Warner. Yep. Who was actually a third stringer, I believe. So he was there for just a year. And then in 99, uh, in 2000, you had Brad Johnson. B-Rad. He won and Super Bowl, didn't he? Yeah, but for Tampa, right? Yep. Uh, and Jeff George came in five games in the 2000 season. And then you had uh, 2001, Tony Banks, who was supposed to be a guy. Started 14 games, and that was it. No Adam Banks. No, no Adam Banks. And in 2002, you had Shane Matthews started seven games. Patrick Ramsey started five, and Danny Werfel had four. 2003, uh, Patrick Ramsey started 11 games. Then not Matt, but Tim Hasselbeck, former Eagle, uh, played five games. And then I don't remember this. They had... um. I don't remember Mark Brunel playing for them, but he he started for three years. Mm. And then that his last year in 2006, Jason Campbell started seven games, and he was the starter for... Campbell. Yeah. Then he was... I was thinking of Campbell, and I was thinking of Banks. Um, he started for three years after, um, after that. And then in 2010... D-Mac. It was uh, that long ago? Yes. He started 13 games. An old man. And then uh, Rex Grossman started three games. And then Rex Grossman was a starting quarterback for 13 games of 2011. With uh, John Beck starting three games. Rexy. Venerable John Beck. Uh, and then in 2012, we got RG3. And uh, RG3 started three years, but he would get hurt a lot, including 2014. And Kirk Cousins came in for five games, and Colt McCoy had four games. And then the next three years, you'd Kirk Cousins was started every game. And then I don't I don't remember what happened with Cousins. Did they trade him or not sign him or what happened? Uh, I don't know. And then he went to the Vikings. Went to the Vikings. You like that? Sure, because the Eagles have had the Vikings and Kirk Cousins number. 2018, they had Alex Smith. Alex Smith. And then he got hurt real bad. He did indeed. Um, 
Josh Johnson, Colt McCoy, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez had a start in there. And then 2019, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy. 2020, Alex Smith came back. Maybe that's when he got hurt a little bit. And Dwayne Haskins. No, he made a, he had a nice comeback. Yeah. It was a shame. Uh, and then they don't have 2021, but I guess that was, was it once two years was there? No chance. Was it just one year? It might have been one game. He stinks. Yeah. Um, no, it was more than one game, Avi, but. Hold on. This is a, oh, that's right. Okay. 2021 was. Uh, Taylor Heineke and then Ryan Fitzpatrick and Garrett Gilbert each started the game. 2022, Heineke. Ryan Fitzpatrick just did it the right way. I love Miss Fitzmagic. You know, he's on every single commercial on TV. The guy played played really well at a lot of places. Not well enough to be a starter for a long time, but he played well. He was a good quarterback. Play on um, every team in the NFL. Yeah, he, he he's on every commercial. He was on every team. Yeah. And then and now 20- he's still making lots of money because he's on every commercial. Yep. 2022, Carson Wentz started seven games. And then Heineke started, played nine, and Sam Hell had one. And this year it's been Sam Hell. So. There you go. So um, there we go. Well, our Washington people yep. don't ever say we didn't do a Redskins episode. That's true. Um, so there was a time for the Eagles between Vic and Wentz that was some pretty dark times for quarterbacks. We had some... Uh, there were some times. And even before... Uh, like when a couple times when McNabb got hurt and you had like Mike McMahon come in and uh, it was, it was, it was, it was rough watching some of those games. Uh, But anyway, I wonder why we just don't get as many listeners as we used to slappy with content like this. Very good question. (laughs) Reading, reading lists of, of starting quarterbacks and starting goalies over the last 20 years from random teams. Yeah. Um, Carson Wentz, one, two, three, four years, five years in Philly. But anyway. Anyway. Um, this week I wanted to talk about, um, I don't know how, much we'll get into it or what we're really what we're what we'll really talk about but i've kind of said it a lot just kind of in passing but did you ever notice how like everything happens in cycles like at least in like our libertarian twitter world and and in bitcoin world and been around long enough to see a few cycles yeah it's just like the same things like keep coming up uh, like big Bitcoin's maybe an easier example to start with, just because it's just there's these it's the scams that pop up, um, and it's always oh man this is this is the next best thing you know Bitcoin does this thing but like Bitcoin's great and all but like we have this other thing it does all this stuff on top of it and back when we were first starting or not start. It's just starting to get into Bitcoin, but earlier on in our Bitcoin days, you know, we had all the altcoins and the altcoin casinos and everything and 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 kind of all that stuff going on. And everyone was coming out with their own own cryptocurrency that was Yeah, what did you have? Tractor coin or something? Uh tractor coin. You made some good money on that, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. How did all the people who bought tractor coin do? They're doing great. Good. Yep. No problem there. Uh, was it like pay them interest in like Sharasco uh, well, rem- coin? Well, remember, it's it was not Tractor Coin. It was Tractor Coin RV. That's right. That 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 was the real Tractor Coin. Um. 
Do you know what the RV stands for? Oh, I forget. I think we covered this on this show before. We did it at some actually. point, and it was so important. Yes. Um, but uh, no, but, but I mean, there was that was that was like, what was that 2017? I guess. <laughs> Everyone had an all coin, and it was just you know you. Once once we started learning about it a little bit, we realized it was all kind of garbage that, you know, we yeah. kind of saw it for what it was. And people would, oh, man, there's this altcoin out there. And we're like, oh, yeah, OK. It's like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not like all the other ones. And we're like, OK. And just kind of all that marketing fluff and everything. And then years later, you know, you go through that bull run and then it crashed again. Um, and then now we're kind of in this period of like all the... Uh, we're seeing it come up again and it's been 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 happening for a while but all the, like the the quote unquote defi stuff and yeah. just the the web the web 3 or web 4 whatever this kind of stuff is and it's like oh man no you don't understand like bitcoin's cool and all but it's like we need all this other anything. stuff right and it's just the same song and dance is being told, oh, no, you just, you just don't understand. This is this is all this is going to be great. And you just ask the same questions like, OK, well, what is what is the use case for this again? And they have some sort of flower and you go like, well, how does it work? And they don't really know. And you go like, well, it doesn't really sound like it's decentralized at all. It just sounds like a company's running it. And they go, no, 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 it's decentralized. I'm like, well, how is it decentralized? Well, you can, it's, uh, it's decentralized. I'm like, yeah. okay, are you running a node for it? Well, no, what's that? It's a proof of stake. <laughs> they can't and, take them. And and it's funny because there's a lot of people um, that maybe this is like their first scam cycle in Bitcoin, and they're seeing all this kind of nice shiny stuff that they're all kind of grabbing at. And I, like when they come to people like us and other Bitcoiners have been around for a while and we don't even like hear out them for even a, a half a second. You know, we know exactly what they're going to say when they start saying it. We're just like, no, it's a scam. And it's like, well, you got to hear me out. And it's like, no, it's a scam. And I, I I understand how people might be kind of, you know, may not necessarily like hearing that. Like they feel like they're just being dismissed. But at the same time, like they have to understand that they're just like brand new to this stuff and don't understand anything basically. And so to have someone that like, because it's like we're the guys that in in our circles of friends and family, like we're the Bitcoin guys. We're the ones that people come to ask our opinions on stuff. And so when mm -hmm. they come up with this thing that they found that they think it's God, like, oh, this is, this is going to be awesome. I, I found this thing and it's, it's great. So I can't wait to like share it with the guy who knows Bitcoin. And then you just <laughs> immediately just to Kembe Matumbo them with it. Like, you know, like you probably kind of feel a little bad about it. Um, but like, I try to explain it to people like I know that you think I'm like dismissing you without giving it, you know, any thought or the time of day. But like you have to understand. I, I am. Right. Because I've seen this stuff before. Yep. It is no different. Yeah. yeah. And like I think you'll like maybe you're going to have to touch touch the stove to learn. And but get you shouldn't burned. have to because it's like. It's old now. You can you can go find it. Like this ain't the first time through. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we touched, or, or I could. I guess you probably would say the touched other it too. I slapped my hand on it. Right. I touched the stove too, and it was on. I lost some Bitcoin to I scams. I really, really wish I didn't do that, but you right. got to learn. Yeah. Um. And kind of like looking back on it, even even back then, it was just kind of like, oh, I can't believe we did that. But we convinced ourselves. Um, and the, you know what? It's not like like 
what, what I, I've not that we have to go into this story, but it's not like, of course, I wish I didn't do it because then I have way more Bitcoin, but I had no clue. I had no idea. I didn't understand what Bitcoin was really. It was just like not government money. So I'm not mad at myself for doing it because I didn't know, but I did learn. Right. Oh, yeah. When I, when I you say this, I mean? like I'm not I'm not like super ashamed yeah, it's not it like is I what thought it, is. it was like, like a, of course I did think I was going to make money on them. I didn't know what I was doing though. Right. And it's, I never deceived anyone. Yeah. And we were even like, for those wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about USI tech. If that rings anybody's bell, USI tech and, and so many other like altcoins that I bought. Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. Peer coin. I'm trying but to I remember that. even, even during that, like when did you, stuff, what was that called? Did you bite? Yeah. But like we were even, I mean, we were get. I I remember we got like because I posted some things about USI Tech being like, hmm, this doesn't this doesn't look great what they're doing. Yeah. I got like an email from someone or something or DM being like, hey man, like you should you should delete that because you they could sue you for for lying. And I'm like, uh, I'm not lying. <laughs> like this is this is like objectively what's happening. Yeah, and it's kind of weird that I'm getting these like threatening messages like that. So we were kind of, you know, able to, you know, when that when the website finally gave the uh, what's it like the 404 error or something. Yeah. You go to usitech.com. Well, you know and, what the funny thing with that just, site that was a very very good scam in my opinion because we could withdraw and they had customer service. Mm-hmm. And I was not prepared. Like I was certainly expect. Yeah, I, I remember like dipping the toe in a little bit and being like, "Let's see what this does." And people helped. They were responsive pretty quickly. Took care of it. I can't even remember what issue I had, but they took care of it. And you could withdraw. So as soon as I was getting paid, I was withdrawing it to my own wallet. It's pretty good scam they ran. Yeah. Um. I mean that was happening during the, the bull during run. the boom. Prices going up. Any that's Price what we say went with from the like get on 2000 zero. to whatever seventeen thousand. And that's what I always say about get on zero is that like it's good that the price of Bitcoin went down immediately once we got on zero because any dumb idea or scam in Bitcoin works when the price is going up. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, as soon as as soon as that price stopped keep like was not consistently going up then it's when problems started There's happening there but yeah. yeah it but it to get back on track what we were kind of saying it is what it is like okay we touched the stove we did something stupid we learned from it um we could have uh you know done a better job with with learning beforehand but like we didn't it is what it is we didn't um, there was it was like there it was a different time Bitcoin was new when we get first when we first got in. I thought we were late. <laughs> it's like 2013ish. Um when we got yeah, I first bought my first Bitcoin in 2014. 14? Yeah. I thought it was 13. I think it was 14. Whatever. Maybe it was um, 14. Whatever. I thought I was late. I think it was 2007. Yeah, I think it was because we were on that email. Remember that email we got? I, I, yes. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It was like download this, start mining, and we were mining like millions of them at a time. Yeah. Yeah. That, I thought I sent that email, but maybe not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but like there was still like it would it was kind of tougher back then, but there was still information that if we really were hungry for it, we could Yeah, if we really wanted to, we could have learned. Right. But now so there's that's, a lot of information out there. And in fairness, there's maybe too much information because there's a lot of bad information out there. Yeah, but and when we I were guess going the at it, there wasn't like, like, you know, there wasn't um, 
too many economists talking about it. Right. Like it was, you had to trust message boards. You had to look at outside, like sources that weren't about Bitcoin specifically, but more about money in general. It's a lot harder to find. Yeah, and and I think I missed a lot of it because I was focused on trying to make money on altcoins and stuff. Same. And I was also like at that point in my libertarianism, I knew the Fed was not good. Right. And I knew this was money that wasn't the Fed. And that was about the extent of it. That's what made me want to get it. Yep. And then I was like, oh, these other coins. Oh, cool. Now we'll have competing currencies and then the best currency will win. And The one big di- – so, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to tie it to people with today with learning Bitcoin. Yeah. Like, man, the amount of resources available to people right now is absurd. Now, there's a yeah. lot more bad information out there. But, you know, you have – like we're – like I said a few minutes ago, we're the guys to friends and family that are the Bitcoin guys and come people come and ask for help our help and so it's kind of i mean i'm not even really that frustrated by it anymore because i just don't care yeah. um but like they'll say oh, i want to learn about bitcoin and you go okay well here's here's this book here's this 10 hours of bitcoin.com here's this thing we did bitcoin trickle that only got half completed um but the first half was good yes and all this other stuff here's all this reading you know these resources and everything um, this is what you could do to learn about it because they're kind of like, oh man, you just, you only use Bitcoin. You don't use dollars anymore. That's crazy. And these like people, it seems like they want to be convinced they're, they, they appear open to it or like want to learn about Bitcoin, but they don't like, it's not something that you just wake up in the morning and you understand. You're not going to be like, oh yeah, like, oh, Bitcoin exists. I'm going to just dump all my other assets and throw it all into Bitcoin. Um, but people seeing that you're doing it and seeing that a bunch of other people are, you know, using Bitcoin, they have some interest. And so they start like asking questions and you're like, all right, well, these these are kind of like deeper issues that you need to like actually go study and learn about. So here's some resources to go look at. And then it's just very obvious that they're like, oh, I just want to make a quick buck. And so they don't really have any interest in actually going and doing the work. Right. And like, fine. Like, that's so okay. Like, whatever. Um, but then, like, don't expect me to, like, hold your hand and spend hours and hours fielding your very predictable questions that you could just have all these things, uh, you know, read. Yeah. You know, but the thing that's like... But I get that to, to a certain extent, whatever, I, I kind of get it. And we, we, as we were talking about, we kind of did a similar thing with, with not spending our time all that well, because we weren't focused on Bitcoin because we didn't know we were ignorant. But the thing that is more frustrating um, and less forgivable, if you will, um, is people's lack of any attempt at learning how to actually use Bitcoin. And we've talked about this before, but when we first got into Bitcoin, we went on Coinbase way back in the day, bought Bitcoin, put our credit cards in, bought some Bitcoin, and then downloaded this thing that we didn't even know it was a full node, but Mm. it was a full node, and sent the Bitcoin to it. And then... You know, every once in a while, we, for whatever we were sending it for, probably to send it to a, a casino, <laughs> you know, I had to send send the Bitcoin and, and, and figured out how to use it. We did that like on our own. There was there was there was some help and documentation out there, but it was very, very little. Yeah. And we figured out how to use Bitcoin because it's not it's not hard to use. It's really easy. But you have all these people today being like. All right, well, I want to I want to do Bitcoin. All right, cool. Here's here's kind of what you got to do. Like, well, how do I keep the Bitcoin safe? All right, well, here's here's what you need to do in order to secure depending on how much you have, you know, maybe maybe you only have you only want $100 of Bitcoin, throw it on the phone wallet. Who cares? You want to like dump $10,000 into Bitcoin? All right, well, you you need to have it, you know, 
cold storage setup and probably multi-sig. So here's what you got to do. Oh, well. That seems uh, complicated. I don't, don't want to do all that. What's what? What can I do that doesn't do that with nothing? And then they probably just leave the Bitcoin on an exchange if they even bought it to begin with. And it's like, okay. Like, <laughs> if if you get rugged by your exchange, okay, like, I told you. Like, what do you want me to do? Force, like, put a gun to your head and and walk you through kind of a multi-sig setup or something or, or even just running a node or something? Like, I don't care. It's not my Bitcoin. It's your Bitcoin to lose. And <laughs> so that that sense in that sense i am uh you know a little bit harder on people because it's like man we did it we had nothing now there's like a whole lot of stuff and and again there's maybe a little bit too much information maybe too many i mean we criticize like hardware wallets on here and stuff and and some setups so i get it that it's a little bit um uh, you know, maybe perhaps not the most straightforward of things to know what to do, but if you're asking us and you trust us and then you ask our opinion because we're the experts to you on it and then you tell us we're wrong <laughs> while you're clearly in a state of ignorance, then it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, like do whatever you want. It's fine. Knock your socks off. Um. So I don't know. We're kind of off the topic of 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 cycles of stuff. Oh yeah, cycles. I forgot about that. But I want to jump unless you had something else you wanted to say about that. Okay. Um but the uh the other one of the other cycles I've noticed. I mean it's the same we we went through the cycle and it's probably still happening because there's still uh people are still freaking out and everything about it. But like immigration do you remember, was that in like 2016 or something? 2017 immigration with like Libertad that area, out yeah. yep. and those guys. It was like Are they big still thing. around? Are they still doing their thing? I have no idea. Um, like immigration was the big thing that kind of tore Liberty Twitter and our internet libertarian circles kind of apart. Big, uh, big controversial thing. And uh, and then again, it, it popped up over the last like year or so, and it's just the same stupid arguments um, that don't make any sense. But it's nice that we have all those articles we wrote years ago that we didn't have to write anything new, really. Just say like, just go read this because it's the same thing. Um, so it's just like these cycles that come up. And then um, I don't know if... This was the one that's raging right now is is I don't even know if it's. It's like a debate within libertarian circles or it's just libertarians debating more conservative types, but about whether or not the government should ban pornography that's going on right now. Um, And I'm sure back a while ago or a couple of years ago, there were there were kind of similar similar arguments about uh you know morality and that kind of stuff and how to how to handle it i mean that's one of the things you go through as you're figuring out libertarianism um it's just just funny seeing people saying like you don't understand libertarian class of 2023 getting their intro courses yeah we need to be use aggression for this because it's you know so such a scourge on on everything and it's like no, like you can't. Right. It's, yeah. Everyone has a camera in their pocket. Yeah, well, that's that's what's hilarious about it, because it's like, okay, like we can agree that that porn is bad, and we would Which like it. I do. I don't exist. want it. If right. I could rid the world of it, I would push the button, and it's gone. Right. It would be great if it simply didn't exist anymore. Yeah. If it but wasn't like, even an idea, like nobody, like. You know, we had such a wonderful society that no one would even consider doing that. 
But they did, you know, we have the war on drugs and they did prohibition and people were just going into the woods and building stills. And, and that's the thing with, with porn is you don't even need to go into the woods and build anything. Right. You have like, text messages and upload it to wherever. Like, there's you can't. I mean, someone so. takes a picture of themselves naked. Congratulations, you have porn. Um, exactly. And so how do you how do you manage that? Like, you know, it, it, like what do you do? What do you like go on to have a back? Everyone's phone has a back door so that the government can go and check that you're not. Make sure you're not putting any pornography on there. Right. Because um, so if you have a kid, you could do that, and the government has to act as if everything's private property, right? Since, yeah, isn't that one of their arguments? Um, for immigration oh, for like or the Yeah, uh, they, like they you have to. Since there is no private property, the government pretends it's private property, and they they do whatever I tell them to do with that private yes, property. Yes, they should act. They ought to act like the um, like it's my property. Private. They they ought to, yeah they ought to act like the government ought to act like it's their it's private property and they yeah. are pri- they are a property owner which that idea came from Hans Hermann Hoppe or at least he talked about it in Democracy that got failed but what these doofuses don't realize is that when you turn the page Hoppe is like yeah and good luck with that strategy is <laughs> is it's like yes the government you know in, in a perfect world if it controlling property that is otherwise unknown it it should but, act like it's a private property owner but then he goes on to say like well good luck because that's never ever 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 happened in the history of the world of like these democratic governments was Hoppe a fascist what was his deal he liked to throw people out of helicopters or something yeah Hoppe you know the well-known fascist yeah um yeah I mean it's just like the guy wrote how many pages in his career and like puts like a thought experiment out there and everyone jumps on it. The the worst read people on Hoppe are the people that call themselves Hoppians. Yes. Yeah, because they heard someone say something and they thought it sounded cool and. Well, it's the um, they love the physical removal. Yes, they do. Or they used to. Anyway. Are they still around? Like, I don't know. Mm. But yeah, it's like, yes, you can physically remove people from your private property. But like, you're, it, you can only do that for your private property. <laughs> like, You can't turn around and say like, well, now I want to control the state and I'm going to physically remove people that I don't like because physical removal. Yeah. It's just it's because it's, you can do it on your private property, therefore. Yeah. Um, but oh, speaking so you, of your open borders, so you don't have a lock on your door. Yeah. Speaking of these people, um, I feel and, and this might be just kind of like. Just me being a, um, a victim of my own memory, this may mm. not exactly be the case. But I feel like it is because we're talking about like these post libertarian types and and a lot of people nowadays that are like, I used to be a libertarian until I realized the non-aggression principle doesn't keep a bullet from ripping through your your skull. So I'm not a libertarian anymore. You can't return fire until the bullet first touches your skin. Right. How is the non-aggression principle going to keep you off the boxcar? Like these people and 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 they're they're former libertarians that claim that like, oh, I used to be a libertarian. Now I realize how stupid and insane and, and awful it was. And then they go on to give their objections and you're just like, what, like, wait, you think that? Yeah. <laughs> like you were a libertarian and you thought that like, did you never speak to another libertarian about this kind of stuff before? Because nobody else has these ideas about like the non-aggression principle or, or any of that kind of other stuff. Um, but way back in the day, because this, when I was thinking about this earlier today, an article that I wrote, um, many, many years ago, I have it open right now. It's from December 28th, 2013, almost 10 years ago, slappy that, uh, remember our buddy Edwin Linger, 
Uh, Lingar, Linger. Vaguely. Rem- remind me. So he wrote an article. Was well, he so? On, yeah. I, go on ahead. Salon, why I fled libertarianism and became a liberal. And then I, I think I wrote. Did he reply wrote, to you on Twitter? I think he did. I think he did reply somewhere. Oh, wait, this has a. Yeah, I I feel like he replied to me. So I, of of course, unfortunately, I can't go back and look up things that at Rollo McFlugel said on Twitter because he is dead mm. on Twitter. Um, but he said stuff like I I pulled a couple quotes from like uh, I began to think about real people like my neighbors and people less lucky than me. Did I want the those people to starve to death? I care about children, even poor ones. Which libertarians do not. Right. Um, And so, like, reading through this, does the the article, let me see, what happens if I click the link? Oh, it's still there. Although I'd call myself a libertarian for most of my entire adult life, it was my first exposure to the wider movement. He went to, uh, he's talking about going to the 2008 Nevada Republican Convention. Um, And boy, it was a circus. Uh, Many members of the group were obsessed with the gold standard, the Kennedy assassination, and the Fed. Although libertarians believe government is incompetent, many of them subscribe to the most fringe conspiracy theories imaginable. Airplanes are poisoning America with chemicals, chemtrails, and the moon landings were faked. Nothing was too far out. A great many of them really think about that 9-11 was an inside job. Even while basking in the electoral mainstream, the movement was overflowing with obvious hokum. Uh, just before getting to other things, the first three things he mentioned, obsession with the gold standard, the Kennedy assassination, the Fed. Like, 10 years later, like, is anyone... Now, obviously, we Bitcoin now. Um, but is anyone like the gold standard and, and the Fed? Does anyone now not think that the monetary system's a problem? <laughs> like, no. like, who's here? Who's uh, other than the people that are just like utterly carrying the water for the state and the existing system that are just like not think that the Fed and inflation are a problem? And then even the Kennedy assassination, just like. Yeah, didn't more come this, out on that? I don't, I don't well, you had you had uh, uh, RFK Jr. just like out in the open be like, oh, yeah, they killed my dad and my uncle, the CIA. Yeah. Like that is not that is it's very not nothing. Main, it's very mainstream now. Like I could walk up in a group of people and say JFK was assassinated by the, the CIA and probably LBJ himself. And no one would bat an eye. I probably get a lot of people nodding their heads. And this is not I'm not talking about, you know, explicitly libertarian circles that I could do this or anything. It would just be like normies. Yeah. Um But the whole like issue I had with with Edwin is that it's like he basically stopped being a libertarian, not because he just like disagreed with well his reasons were not because he disagreed with any of like the ideas or the tenets, but just that he didn't, didn't like, like the, the people, people he ran into. Right. Um, and that's just weird. Um, and like, you can, like, I don't like most libertarians. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's fine. Like whatever. It, it's, it's, it's weird thinking that like your political, uh, ideals have to inform who you hang out with and who your friends are going to be. I think that's probably how a lot of people make up their political mind, though. Yeah. But what I'm saying about this is like there were I feel like there were a lot of people back 10. You know, eight, to 10 years ago, maybe a little bit further back that were. Like, I'm done with libertarianism. I'm going to be a leftist or a Democrat or whatever. 
Is that anti-war? Yeah, maybe that's where where they were kind of coming from. Maybe the more social issues and and war stuff. Yeah. Um, but does that seem? I don't put you on the spot on it, but that kind of feels like what was going on back then. That it yeah. was more left wing, kind of like, oh, yeah. I'm not a libertarian anymore. The Republicans but, were stuffy and like, whatever. I'm a lefty now because. And none of those, and none of those people amounted to anything other than just getting absorbed by, kind of the Democrat, leftism ink machine. Yeah, like they have no. I wonder if. What uh, what Ed's doing right now? Has he written anything recently for Salon? Let's hope so. Uh, sorry, Bernie, love you, but this is over and getting embarrassing. So he wrote this. So he wasn't a Bernie bro anymore. Nah, in twenty sixteen. But like, I would, you know, I'd I'd bet a lot of money that any of those people that left libertarianism back then didn't amount to anything interesting and there just became just regular schmucks that just have terrible predictable opinions that just go along with the mainstream kind (laughs) of corporate democrat narrative um just repeating whatever they see on the news will probably say that that whoever Republican or not, uh, not Republican, like representative who pulled the fire alarm. <laughs> that guy. He thought he was like, Oh yeah, this, well, this the makes funny sense. Thing with it's that, actually pretty confusing. These, these, uh, how to get out of a building and doorknobs and fire alarms. Yeah. That's kind of funny that like, it just shows how, um, how ballsy they are. Like, like I, I, not to kind of take it off, track but i remember when hillary clinton's email server was exposed and she came out and said it was the russians or her team said it was the russians and i remember laughing like that is so funny they're going to try that we saw we read the we know what's in the emails that's not going to work and it worked yep so when they say like doorknobs are confusing that sounds like a stupid explanation but it works Mhm. Yeah, it worked. I'm like kind of impressed by it. Cuz if I was in Hillary's shoes or if I was in politics, I'd be like, "Well, we got caught red-handed. I don't know. Gigs up." <laughs> and then you have do? someone just be like, "No, blame the Russians." Blame and you're like, Russia. "Wait, what? Yeah. That's for that's stupid because uh the Russians didn't do it and the Russians had nothing to do with it." Say it anyway. Yep. All right. All right. I'll try it. I mean, let's throw up the Hail Mary here. See if we can score late. All right. But nowadays, to tie this into our cycles, we have a lot of people that are picking up and leaving libertarianism, but they're more on like the right wing, They're the post-libertarians, the you know conservatives. Maybe we're never quite call themselves libertarian some of these people but we're kind of like in in the circles because we would fight against obama together or something yeah but then now there's like this explicit rejection of libertarianism especially in the last like year or so when they said yeah the uh pedophiles you know they just say that word and suddenly you know any sort of libertarian ideal goes out the window and you get to use government to do whatever weird thing that you want to do to protect society from uh, pedophiles or whatever they're saying. Um, and so my, like I'm my prediction is that these people are going to go the same way that the Edwin lingers did that. They're just going to be absorbed basically by the Republican party mm-hmm. and nothing interesting is going to, it's not going to like this, this kind of uh Hey, we're, we're, splintering off from the libertarians and we're not libertarians anymore and we're going to go you know do our thing like at best like they're either just going to give up and stop caring or or being involved or doing anything or they are just going to become just the, the most 
just the lamest version of the Republican Party that that exists. Um, because it's 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 the cycles, man. It's horseshoe theory too. They're they're the same kind of deal because it's like it's very clear when these people were, are like objecting to libertarianism and stuff. And you hear these ideas that they say, these critiques of certain libertarian ideas or, you know, specifically the non-aggression principle. And we're like a few minutes ago, we were making fun of them for being like, oh, you you have like you have to wait till the bullet is ripping through your skull and your brain before you can like commit any violence in return if someone's pointing a gun at you like this is what people have said to me as their critiques of the non-aggression principle and all the libertarians and i are just like this is what you like this is what you always thought the non-aggression principle was like how are you a libertarian and holding these just like insanely stupid views about libertarianism that literally nobody else has did you never talk? Never talk That's, or read. For all these libertarians right. who talk about how they're all nerds and they read all the time, like, so can that's, you cite anyone on these ideas? So that's kind of the ba- one of the, the basis for why I think that there's like nothing interesting going to come of these people, and they're just going to get reabsorbed because they didn't understand the stuff in the first place. Just like these leftists that like came out and said like. You know, we're talking about with with Edwin Linger. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's just opposite sides of it. It's like looking in a mirror. And so, like, it's just going to do the same thing. I guarantee it. Um, and so that's why, like, for those of us that have been around for a while, we could be like, oh, okay, yeah, you're you're not a libertarian anymore. That's great. Um, good luck. I'll never hear from you again because you're just going to go off into the abyss and and lose. Right. So, um, yeah, knock your socks off, guys. So I will. Uh, we've talked about these kinds of people a lot before. We don't need to get super into it. Um, it just be repetition, but and we're already in an hour. But yeah, that's my. Uh, that's what you got? Yeah, my little prediction of uh, of what these people are going to be. It's just it's the same thing over and over again. It was the leftists the first time. Now it's calm right wingers, and there's nothing interesting. They don't have a grasp of anything. Their ideas don't actually make sense. Um. Speaking of which, I'm glad I haven't heard about the anti-tax in a while. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, that was where the guy had the idea to put it in an account and earn some interest. Yes, and then you'll never have to pay taxes again because you just get someone who knows how to how they to play have the these market. People who like he was talking about these special it's like licensing. I don't know. <laughs> just have people like they'll get you a bunch of money and they'll know. just earn interest on. And I. When I first heard this, I asked for help because I'm like, this is like, I can't be understanding this correctly because this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, you had it right. Yep. And a lot of people thought it was a brilliant idea. And like, so that's why like I just don't have very high esteem for, (laughs) for these people because don't understand stuff and it's fine like you don't have to be an expert in every single thing in the world and you don't have to be a you know economics and and political expert either like i many oftentimes am kind of a little bit jealous of the guy that doesn't pay attention and doesn't know anything about it because there's nothing you do bad in any way uh directly at least in politics um and so it's all just like stupid virtue signaling. It doesn't accomplish anything anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like there's this my like I think the uh, and I want to get on this other topic, but I feel like social media giving people individuals a platform, giving them 
platforms makes them feel like they have to be the authority on just everything. Everything. Yep. At all times. And so you have people that are just like speak extremely confidently about stuff that they just have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. It's goofy. Um, so, yeah, that's why I just most of the things I see on the Internet by, you know, whoever talking about whatever is probably stupid and not worth your time. So that's all I got. You got anything else, Slappy? Mm-hmm. No. All right. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 377. Um, I think I will probably throw up that link to the uh, little rebuttal I wrote to Edwin Linger. So if you want to go chase that kind of stuff down, there are a couple more articles on that too. So if you scroll down to the bottom to the, uh, to the comments, you'll see some, some other articles that I, I linked back to it. Uh, if you want to read through that, um, but that's all I got. So, uh, go Phil's go birds and we'll save the go flyers for next week because, uh, another week before the season starts. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.